time to hear from very, uh, very talented people that I've got in front of me. I'm going to welcome... Shall I take this seat? Are they, yeah, OK, that's allowed. Um, OK, so let's welcome to the stage first the winner of the 2012 BAFTA Award for Best Performer. Uh, cast your minds back. He's incredible. Best known for his role as Josh in the Four O'Clock four o'clock club. Please welcome Khalil Madovi. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up are two actresses who are best friends on and off screen. They are so much fun. Uh, they've been nominated in 2014 and 2018 for their roles in the dumping ground. I know we've got a lot of fans here today. So please, uh, a massive round of applause for Kia Pegg and Annabelle David. <laughs> okay. Finally, an actress who won last year for the first ever Young Performer Award. She is amazing. She wowed us uh, in the Jacqueline Wilson adaptation of Katie. Please welcome Chloe Leah. Welcome to the stage. Let's start by talking quickly to all of you about how you actually got into, you know, the place where you now call yourself an actor, a performer. Um, when did this happen? Let's start down the end. You're so far away. Uh, when did this happen for you, Chloe? Um, well, I think I was nine at the time, and I kind of just um, showed up to an acting class and got an agent there. And then I was cast in Scott and Bailey on ITV, and then everything just happened from there. And yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Going pretty well as well, isn't it? Uh, and then let's come to you, Kia. How did you get, what was your first kind of big job where you thought, um, hello, I've made it? <laughs> so I did the, uh, the Legend of Dick and Dom when I was little. Uh, and I still had a Barry accent. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I went to the television workshop in Nottingham, uh, was where I started. But yeah. OK, and let's keep moving down the line. Well, um, I, my dad's an actor, so I sort of grown up within this world, but I didn't know I myself wanted to be an actor. I'd done panto and things sort of when I was eight, nine years old, and then it was, I just by chance, while I was in my A-levels, got an audition for the dumping ground. I hadn't really done many acting classes before that, the occasional Saturday, and then... I don't know how. I got the audition uh, and got the role. What do you mean you don't know how? Well, <laughs> by that point, I don't know. It's scary. You don't really want to look back too much about uh, mm. your first work. I, I, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, um, yeah, really honoured that I got that role. And then ever since, I sort of rolled with it. We'll see what happens in the future. But, yeah. Totally. What about you, Khalil? Yeah, I think we're quite similar um, because when I was about 12, uh, 13 years old, my dad had a small acting agency. So, you know, for a few years, a few years acting was something I'd kind of been around. And I was a bit curious. I knew I wanted to do some screen work, so I thought, OK, I've got to know what, like, the audition process is like. And then this new show that CBBC were developing called The Four O'Clock Club came about. Um, and I've been a musician longer than I've been an actor, so that show had some music involved. I thought it would be a comfortable audition for me to sort of ease my way in to see what this whole world is like. And then somehow, you know, it went really well. I got the job. The show was hugely successful got a BAFTA and some great agents out of it, so uh, yeah. here we are. Got a BAFTA, sure. <laughs> Things went pretty well. Do you guys think, just before we kind of come on to each of you individually, but in general, do you think you need training or do you think it's more about kind of knowing what to do in that audition and just smashing that? What, what would you say? Well, personally, I can't... I haven't really had any training, uh, probably two, three Saturdays uh, while I was growing up at theatre school. We were here, there and everywhere growing up. Um, 
And so, personally, I can say that if you've got enough, if you really want to do it enough, and you're, you're curious about it and you're willing to learn, because I'm still learning, I, I think everyone is, mm. on a job and whatever job you kind of go on to, you'll pick up bits from other actors. And I feel like that's kind of quite an interesting way to learn, because you learn from people that are at the same age as you and are also learning, or from people who have been experiencing it for many years. So, mm. But no. that's not to say... <laughs> on here, the opposite side. Yeah. I, like, uh, I did training for, I started a television workshop when I was seven, uh, and I stayed there until I was 16. Seven? Yeah, I was seven. What well, were you doing? Well, what happened was... Um, I could barely walk. I went to walk when I was seven. I, my mum was a dance teacher, and I was shocking. Like, the worst dancer, and it was just an absolute embarrassment for her. She had to quit her job. Like, I was that embarrassing. <laughs> um, and so they started, uh, but I always talked a lot. So I went to, like, this audition, and... Uh, for a workshop and I ended up getting in. But I will say that the training I got there, I think I wouldn't be... I mean, I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because I got everything through that. Mm. But um, I think I learned so, so much there that, like, I don't know, every audition I do, pretty much everything I do, I think, oh, yeah, like, back to something I've already learned. So I think as, as much as you can do that, mm. if you do, if, if there is an opportunity for you to go somewhere and train, it's equally as important, I think. But what yeah. I'm getting is, from both of you, even though you've had, like, really different ways in, yeah. all of you have, mm. there seems like just kind of saying yes and yeah. going yeah. for it is a massive part of the job you've as well, isn't it? You've got that drive and that determination. That and giving thing. something a go as well. Yeah. You know, if you'd been held back thinking, oh, I've only done three Saturdays, I'll never get this. No. You might not be sitting here now. Exactly. So there we go. <laughs> um, right, so we're going to move to the roles that you guys are all kind of closely associated with and kind of known for. Um, so let's start off at the end with our little Chloe. <laughs> I find it so hard to call you Chloe. I was saying that to you earlier because yeah. you are just Katie for Same. me now. I know, we were all just... I think all I have called you Katie time. quite a lot and you, yeah. she just goes with it. She's very polite. Um, but you won a batter in November for your role as yes. Katie. You were absolutely phenomenal. Tell us a bit about what it's like to play a character like Katie because she goes through quite a transformation, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, it was quite challenging, uh, especially at first, because I had to kind of get down that I couldn't move my legs. And I'm quite a fidgety person anyway, like I'm moving all the time. So it was kind of really challenging, especially with the emotion of it, because I couldn't even imagine how hard it would be when you've like grown up. And she was, she was hanging about in the skate park as well, so she was quite involved with her legs. Um, but um, yeah, I, it was very challenging in that sort of sense. And I still think I could have done better, if I'm being honest, but um, yeah, so. Better in what way? Like, um, in trying to like get across what Katie was actually feeling. Um, but, yeah. but I think we all think that when you look back at your work. Yeah. I don't yeah, think anyone, sure. even at school or if you're in a play or whatever it is, you kind of never look back and go, 100% smashed it. Well, There's that, always something you think you could have done better. You know what you've put into it, so you know how mm. you did it. Mm. And I think it's like magicians never seen magic because they know how it works. <laughs> yeah. If you know how you did it, like you're never going to think you were any good. Well, we think you were very, very good. You were, Thank you were very um, good. Who, yeah, I mean, you are just fantastic. Fab. How, what, what were the main challenges? I mean, other than the fact that you had to kind of learn to be in a wheelchair, what other challenges did the role bring? I mean, it was like my first, like, actual acting job with lines. So it was kind of just quite challenging to just be like, whoa, this is all really new and... Um, um, there was a lot of scenes where I was by myself, um, sort of, in a way, so it was kind of very 
hard sort of just trying to get in the zone and trying to um, sort of act, I yeah. guess, because it was a lot different to anything I'd done before. Who helped you with that? Is it the director or was there someone on set that was kind of particularly special to you in terms of helping uh, you Yeah, um, Simon, who played my dad, um, he's very experienced actor, he's amazing. Um, I just like learnt a lot of him just as he was acting and all the cast and crew helped out as well. It was just a great atmosphere and very supportive, everyone was, so yeah. Oh, it's so good. To, and we're going to be chatting to you a little bit later as well. Uh, let's give it up for Chloe, though. We love you. Love you. So next we come to Annabelle. Um, so tell, before we watch a clip, I think just tell us a little bit about Sasha. Well, um, she's sort of, I like to think of her as the more sort of confident, a little bit cocky version of me. Um, <laughs> she's very sure of herself. She knows who she is and what she's about. She's had a tough upbringing. Uh, she brought up her brothers. Um, her mum was hardworking and sort of, which is, she wasn't always there for her kids. Um, but she's got a good heart. In all of the sort of the rage and the anger uh, and the intense emotion, she has got a good heart. She thinks mm. about people and she puts others before herself. Um, and he, but he doesn't always know how to show it in the right way. And I kind of like that about her. Yeah. There's also, a lot of layers to, to yeah, Sasha, isn't she's there? quite deep, but and you sort of get to know that a bit more. Um, but she can, some episodes, she's sort of crying, and then the next minute, she's <laughs> doing some knitting. So sure. I like the way that I've been fortunate enough to do either end of the scale with her, because you don't, you don't get to do that with a lot of characters. Yeah, that must be a real joy yeah. as an actor as well. How do you take direction? Uh, Would you say? I, um, <laughs> I don't really know. They, the, all directors work differently. I personally, the style I like is some will sort of really get in your face and they'll, they'll literally you talk to you that. as if you're them. She like, you know, incredible. I was going to say, you can probably answer yeah. this question better no, about, about each say, other. I'm yeah. answer this better about you than, and you can yeah, probably answer it better about me. But like, okay, so Annabelle loves her favourite. I see her get hyped about it. Is when like, um, director will come over and come like here and be like yeah. talking to her as though she's Sasha and getting mm -hmm. all hyped. And Annabelle will be like, oh, you're Billy, you've um, done this, this what's going But you take direction really well. You always take it like, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Like, it's not like, Then she comes over and she's like, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that direction? Like, oh, great. Yeah, because it's worth reminding you guys that obviously you have to film these scenes out of sequence, yeah. right? Yeah. So sometimes if, if you've done, you've just had breakfast in a scene, and then you might do the next bit that afternoon, which mm -hmm. is way before that. Yeah. So does, does someone have to come over and go, now remember, you're angry at this person, yeah. you've fallen out with them, and you've just thrown a brick at a car. <laughs> and this is how that, you feel it. That's the script supervisor, yeah. usually uh, more than the director. It's also up to you. As much as, as much as everyone on the set is there to help mm. you, you as an actor, if you can prep the night before or whenever, and however your, your technique is, but the, the crucial thing, and this is how I do it anyway, is for each scene of your day, you try and remember where you've been and where you're going. So then you, you can match up, even if you haven't filmed either, of those, you know, ideally, okay, I think I need to start here and I would like to end here. You don't think you know. I just want to point out that <laughs> Annabelle is meticulous with this. If you, she always knows where she's coming from, where she goes. So I don't know why she's sitting there going, well, I think maybe I maybe <laughs> do it like this. No, no you're on the you same. Do, you he do is it very, religiously. He is very good at this as well. And there's very, you don't always get it. And some actors will come on and they, they don't have a clue. Just they don't know what they're doing, but they don't know what, they don't know what context it's in or whatever. But he is the same. He is often correct thing 
there's great room for like they often get <laughs> no, involved you as well. Sound pedantic, no, no, but, but it, you have to be with these things. Yeah. When you watch the episode as a whole, it's really crucial that you get it right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's actually they're only having people like you around to put you right where you're wrong. I love it. <laughs> um, and just before we move on. I think it's important to ask everyone, do you like your character? And do you think it's important as an actor to like your character? I, I actually, I really like her. I think mm, of her as a big one. sister. Um, I really, um, it's an honour to play it because another thing, being short in the industry is a different thing in itself. And I'm really excited that CBBC will really want to get that out there, that representation and, and just sort of awareness. And I really like the fact that Sasha isn't perfect. Because um, often people have said that, you know, people of a disability or whatever should be shown in a very sort of perfect way that they are really kind and everything. But you know what? Sasha is really kind. He's got a good heart, but he can have a bit of fun, you know? So we had a few insights into Josie there and what she's like, but how would you describe her? Um... Well, I've been on the show now for a really long time, so I've been lucky because I've had a long time for it to, like, develop over. It's quite, um... I'd say, like, fiercely loyal, mm. like, mm. ridiculously so. Uh, quite confrontational, quite an aggressive sort of... If something goes wrong, you, you rarely see a scene where I get upset about it. I'm just yeah, she's quite strong, isn't she? Ready to, yeah. like, march into something. We, we play a game, um, me and the props team, called Jody Bingo, which is where, do I walk into a room, because I'm always walking in, do I shout at somebody when I get there, do I slam the door when I leave, which sure. is because that is... Pretty much every scene. I walk in, I get a bit angry, slam a door on my way out. <laughs> like, and we play that game regularly. So, like, I mean, I think that sums, sums her up as a character, pretty much. Do you share any of any personality with her, do you think? Any oh, little I traits? Think, I think I kind of have to. Cause I, do you I, slam a lot of doors? I, I've got quite good at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got well good. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I started playing Jodie when I was 10. And I think uh, even the most talented 10-year-olds in the world, which I was not one of, they're not uh, ever really acting to a full extent, because you're 10, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're acting, but you're... You're still a version of yourself, You're a version I of suppose. yourself. Yeah. So I think... Uh, and as I've grown there, they've modelled parts of Jodie on me, or, or I've been influenced the other way, but I think, because I've been there so long, um, I probably do share fair, fair bits of... Yeah, they're quite yeah. intertwined. Mm -hmm. What's it like being part of a show that has been on telly for so long? Because how many years has it been? So, so uh, we're currently filming series eight of wow. Dumping Ground, but obviously the Dumping Ground is a spin-off of Trace Speaker Return. Yeah. Which was three series before that. So but I is there much crossover with crew and that yeah. kind of... Oh, is there? Yeah, so when we, when we went from... Because I was in the, the very, very end of Trace Speaker Returns and then uh, till now in Dumping Ground. Yeah. And it, we literally... Dumping around carried on exactly where Tracy Beaker Returns left off. Same crew, same cast. Like, there was, it was the exact same. We literally mm. just went, oh, let's carry on. Like, and, yeah. And I think now, if I look now um, kind of at cast and at crew, from when I was young, it's changed probably pretty much everybody. But mm. those changes have been so gradual yeah. and here and there that it doesn't feel like it's changed at all. Even though if I look around, it's probably a very, very different crew mm. to the first series, but, you know, we get one new person here, someone new there. Yeah, it's kind of a... Yeah, yeah very so, slow. And, yeah, and there's still the people end. there, like, I mean, um, like, the head of our makeup department has been on it since series one of Trace Speaker Returns. Oh, so he's wow. He's literally watched, yeah. like, all, like, majority of us, like... I mean, me and Mars were, like, nine, ten-ish when we started. Oh, my god. So he's, like, literally watched us 
grow up. Yeah, you've, you've grown up on the show. Yeah, it yeah. must feel a bit like a family. Oh, and I know that gets really overused. No, 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 it is, no, but, yeah. but I mean, on our show, I think, for one, because there's so many kids, it's a very different environment to a set that's predominantly adults, because it's so many kids. Mm. Like, it's just like being at school. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but I think like, we've had quite different experiences on Dumping Ground, because Annabelle started when she turned 16, mm. but I was only 10, so I've I mean, I've literally grown up there. Like, I've spent six months of my year there since I was that age. So for me, like, there's... I mean, our chaperones, like, the chaperones I had when I was a kid, mm. they literally feel like family. Like, they've had mm. so much hand in, like... And the tutors, and... It, it is... I mean, it's very much... I don't think I'll ever go on to a job where I say, oh, it feels like family, because I've been so privileged yeah. on this yeah. to have it really, really like a family. And I think that just comes from a show being on for years and years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Blue I mean, has been going 61. On and on and on. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> it does feel like yeah, a family. And yeah. you've got all those mm. people that have been coming together for years to make yeah. this and beautiful little show happen. It's yeah. nice. We feel like we've not been away. Like, we go back uh, after... Oh, we have, like, a few months off, and then we go back. And uh, you'd not think that we've been off. No. Within yeah. an hour or so, we've settled Straight completely back, to, back to the same sort of same sort of hierarchy among the cast, the same sort of squabbling. People pick up <laughs> rows from the year before. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, I've just remembered you owe me a tenner." Like, <laughs> like, it's it's unlike it's very unlike people. We get guest cast come yeah, on and they, they say, "This is not like any other show I've been on." Mm, I they like don't want to know that. Yeah, they love it. it, but it's so different. <laughs> and I think part of that comes from there being so many kids, and part of it comes from it being so long, and it's in Newcastle, and the north is just generally nice. The north <laughs> is great. The north yeah. is lovely. Confirmed. <laughs> OK, thank you so much. Thank you, Kia. Thank you. Great job. OK. And finally, on to our Khalil here. Last but not least, um, it's quite funny because we've had to really go into the archives yes, here have, yeah. for this because your, your BAFTA-winning performance was back in 2012. Yeah, I think we shot that series in 2011. So that's quite a long time ago. Yeah, just a yeah. Um, so if there are younger audience members, um, they are in for a bit of a surprise. You do look quite different. <laughs> you look like a yeah. baby. Uh, so can you just start the premise of the original series of Four O'Clock Club? So the original series of Four O'Clock Club, um, it was a show that was set between a school and the home environment of this guy called Josh Carter and his older brother called Nathan Carter. Now, Nathan used to be like a really successful rapper, um, but he decided to go back into teaching to sort of give back, uh, so to speak. And he ended up teaching at the same school that his younger brother, a teenager at the time, called Josh Carter went to. Um, the problem with Josh is that he was a, a bit of a mischievous child. Um, and the name The Four O'Clock Club actually comes from what all the kids used to call the detention club that they would <laughs> go to after school at four o'clock. Um, so the show really just explores the dynamic that he, well, it's originally, it just explored the dynamic that these two characters had. This really was different. I felt like I hadn't really been done before. We hadn't really seen kids doing this before mm. as well. Mm. What was it like to be part of a show like that? And did you um, realize how successful this was gonna be? I think, uh, I don't think any of us during the first season sort of knew just how successful it would mm. be. We all had a good feeling. You know, we've spoken about family and stuff. It was a really good community over there. Some really cool ideas, a lot of cool people. Um, but yeah, once, once, you know, it actually aired to see how it, like, impacted people and how, like, people would come up to me, like, you know, I was watching that with my mom and my granddad and, like, we all enjoyed it. Aww. Like, the reach it had was just ridiculous. And I think it was such an important show, not only because of 
you know, um, how different it was in, like, sort of the format for CBBC shows at the time. Yeah. But, you know, the demographic that it represented and, and, and the sort of audience, audiences that it sort of projected itself to in that respect, I think, for the time were really important. Um, to the point where, like, you know, I'm almost 22 now. Uh, I was, I think I was 13 in that clip you just watched. Um, looked and, about seven. So yeah, cute. Yeah, pre-puberty, <laughs> but it's all good now. Um, you know, today I'll still get people calling me Josh Carter and stuff like really? that. Really? Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's sort of a reminder just of, uh, you know, how much it was able to to reach little kids, you know? And I see, mm. like, loads of black and brown faces come up to me like, yo, that show was, like, a really huge part of my childhood and I was, it was really Aww. inspiring to me and stuff. That just, you know, it makes it all worth it. And I think yeah. stuff like that's a, a hugely important part of what we all do. Yeah, quite right. Um, well, it was a brilliant show. We saw you and obviously Doc Brown there. Yeah, man. Did, uh, what a guy. He's Amazing. brilliant. He's a genius. He's doing Absolutely. so ridiculously well. But did you know anything about him before that show? Before that show, I didn't know. Um, it was only, I think I had about four callbacks for that particular role. So the more involved I got with that process, uh, the more I did my research on him. And was he involved in that process, yeah, in, in yeah, all the yeah, callbacks? Yeah. He, was, he was only at the last one. Ah. Um, so they had three auditions at the Old Beeb up in Manchester. Um, and then the last one we came down here for. Um, and we sort of... Part of the audition uh, for that London audition was to do, like, a little rap with him and stuff, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah, he was there for that. But otherwise, it was just learning about him and, and about his craft and and seeing what he was, he was doing with the show and, and seeing how, you know, if possible, I could fit into that picture, you know? And then when you did, yeah. what, what, what was he like to work with? Did oh, he become he was, a kind of mentor to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, he's, to this day, he's like a big brother to me. You know, we had such a close relationship on screen um, and off screen as well. He's just, he's such a good guy to the point where, you know, whenever I get, like, whenever I book, like, pretty cool jobs now, I always message him like a thank you because Aww. without his ideas and without his work, I wouldn't have gotten started. I wouldn't necessarily be here. Um, so yeah, like we have a we have a really great relationship. He's just a great dude, and that was one of the many privileges of working on that job. Nice one. Yeah. When when you're filming sequences like this, I think yeah. we should explain to everyone. I've only done a bit of it, and so have you, Annabelle, all over the place. Yeah. When you have to do singing or or miming yeah. or that kind of thing. Uh, it can be a bit of a nightmare, can't it? Mm. Kind of learning the words, especially because you were rapping there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it is a bit faster, and it's not like yeah. a song where it just kind of comes naturally. So mm. what was that like, and how long did you take to learn all those, all those I mean, songs? As I say, like, I'd, I'd been a musician longer than I'd been an actor. Right. So I was quite comfortable with all of that stuff, and it felt quite fun. It didn't necessarily take me long, particularly long, to learn the songs. Um, I remember there was one day where I think we recorded... 13 songs in a day. And, and the way they set what? up the show was like, we'd always be recording alongside filming. So I might, I might get off of doing a music sequence like that, and then I'm recording like three songs for the next block over the, like, the next 20 minutes after that. It was really crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, like as a, it was sort of a baptism of fire as a first job in that respect. But I'll tell you, the most difficult thing I had to do musically on that show was there was a sequence where uh, one of the directors wanted to do the whole thing in reverse. So I had to learn the rap phonetically, like the audio was reversed. And I had to phonetically learn that to perform it to camera. That's like learning another language. Literally. <laughs> so that they could uh, reverse the video 
so that the song was performed forwards, but in reverse, if that Ooh. makes sense. That was crazy. That's like that, that's that was, mad, isn't it? And we thought it was, was mad tough. when we did double time. That's yeah. so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, on all over the place, we only learn like one song a day, yeah, is it? <laughs> and it's still very bad, but we're not learning songs backwards. Right, yeah. Fair I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on anyone else. No, that no. sounds yeah. dreadful. Yeah, right. um, I'm going to ask everyone this, but I wonder how you kind of... How do you cope on a show like that? When you get a role really young, mm. you've then got to balance it with studying, mm. you've obviously got family, you've got friends, it's a lot to take on, isn't it? I mean, how yeah. do you balance it all? I think for me, I was I was blessed to have a good unit of people mm. around me, both both in terms of I mean, I consider like family and friends all my family. Mm. So my friends at school, outside of school, and then you know my literal family were always uh, the type of people to where I could never get carried away. I'd always stay very grounded. Um, fortunately, with Four O'clock Club, they filmed it over. Pretty much over the summer. So oh, good. So you're not missing too much. too much school. Yeah, I think I'd miss like the last three weeks of, of the summer term and then the first three weeks going back. So it was doable, and you know you have tutors there um, on set and stuff like that. So the academics were okay, but yeah, I think it was just important to to have a, a good unit of people around you. I think that's one of the most yeah. crucial things for longevity in this type of field and in this type of space, and that's what enabled me to you know, keep doing that show for the three, four years that I did it and to stay active within yeah. the, in the industry beyond that as well. You've got to surround yourself with good people. I'm sure you yeah. guys will all agree. Yeah. So keeping on that theme of well-being, I kind of want to quickly, because we're going to come to audience questions in just a minute, but I wanted to talk about this word resilience um, and, ha and how important it is. Because I go around the country with BAFTA kids and we do this, these workshops and we go and do presenting masterclasses. And the kind of key themes that we're always bringing up with with the kids is confidence, mm -hmm. uh, communication, and self-esteem. They're all pretty important. So how do you cope with the highs and lows of, of acting? Because there's a lot of rejection yeah. in acting, and you do have to be really resilient, I, don't you? See, I think mine was similar, because at the television workshop, it's very, uh, it's an acting class, but it's very much its own brand of teaching. Like, it's mm. very much its own thing. And there, there was, for one, I can't remember as a kid, ever being upset, but I don't think I clocked that it was rejection. I think if I didn't oh, really? get a part, I was just like, Mwah. like <laughs> I don't think I ever really like processed it until I, I got I think that comes older. maybe when you're older yeah, as well. But I think at workshop, it was kind of like, if you didn't get a part, that was that. And if you did get it, it was a similar thing in the fact that you were grounded. Cause it was literally like uh, Ian Smith who, who ran workshop until very recently. And uh, he would stand up and he'd be like, uh, yeah, and um, Keir got a job in dumping ground this week. And then that was that, and then we'd never speak about it. Like, there was no sort of, you know, this is what happened, everyone round of applause, it's a really big deal. And that was regardless of what you want. So Bella Ramsey, who is from Worst Witch and Game of Thrones, uh, she was in my group for years. Oh, really? We, we were in the same group, and I helped teach her under 11 group as well. And when she got Game of Thrones, it was literally like, yeah, Bella's got a job on Game of Thrones. That's good. <laughs> like, there was no big fuss made. And I think kind of the reason, I think it's similar, because we never really celebrated getting jobs. On the other hand, we never really mourned rejection. Right, that's interesting. Because it was just a bit like, oh, one thing or the other. Like, like... What about you, Chloe? Like, when you're going for auditions, do you, like with Katie, do you think, oh, I really want this? And it's the same with that BAFTA, isn't it? When you are sat in the chair thinking, I really, really want you to call my name, but you kind of, you almost have to prep yourself that that might not happen yeah, as well. Yeah, um, this is my motto, and it always has been. It's not a great 
inspiration. I wouldn't do this, but it works for me. <laughs> Set my standards really low. So no, I like, um, that's what I do. And it, so it's whatever the result I get out of it, I feel happy. And that sort of helps me sort of, um, sort of keep going, I guess. Really yeah, so like even with school tests, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't advise this, but like I set my standards <laughs> quite low, so I'm sort of like, I got that one right, I thought I wasn't going to get that one right. Wow, that's... You can that's see it's not your standards low, yeah. or just that you're very good at kind of Optimistic. taking the positive out of yeah. something. Yes, you can see it both ways. You're just good at finding the silver lining. Y yes. Be realistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, realistic. I like that word. Um, but yeah, so when it's same when I go to auditions, I'm like, well, at least they've seen me. You might remember me for something. Um, True. I I'll it could lead to something out of it. else. Yeah. Um, that's basically I, it. And it's the kind of it brings us full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning. Unless you go for something, unless you try, unless you do the test, unless yeah. you go to the audition, and unless you turn up. Well, then you're definitely not going to get it, yeah. right? Yeah. So you may as well go because mm. go. you know I've gone to jobs as well or auditions or things you turn where turn up and you know that you've not got yeah. any of the requirements. <laughs> you just turn up and you're like, oh, <laughs> shouldn't be here. I, be. I went um, to a football audition recently. I can't play football at all. And they're right. like, here's a ball, do some keepy ups. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've got to give it a go, and you yeah, never know if that director or that person or the choreographer, whoever. What they're going to go on to. Well, what they're going to go mean, on to. They might notice you and think, well, she couldn't kick a football, but I didn't, I I didn't originally audition for Jodie when I auditioned for the dumping ground. Ah, really? I auditioned for, um, well, first of all, I auditioned for series one, and I was about seven, so I don't know what job I thought I was getting. Um, and then I, I auditioned again when I was. 10, 11-ish, for a character that was in two episodes. And they kind of called up and they said, oh, you're not suitable for that. You're, you're a bit too young. Too aggressive was the note. Sure. <laughs> they're like, you're a bit too small and aggressive. Um, and then they said, but we have got this other part that, that might work for you. Yeah. Have, a, have a little go at that. And I was, I was like, oh, wicked, yeah. And so then I ended up, I mean, the character I auditioned for was in two episodes and I've now been there for like, Nine years. Wow. So it works out. You just never know. You yeah. never yeah. know what's going to happen. I think it's hard because the more auditions you go to, the more you really, really want something. <laughs> and you let yourself kind of think about, yeah. but how good would it be if I yeah. got this, yeah. right? You yeah. kind of, you fantasise, which can be a little bit dangerous as well, yeah. can't it? Mm. I think off the back of that, like, when you're in that situation, it can be hard to then take rejection if yeah. you've gone into it with that sort of mm. mentality and that, that, that want and that desire, which is good because it shows you're motivated mm. for, you know... Yeah, you want it. Yeah, but it um, kills. <laughs> yeah, it, but it kills. And I think something that can help with that is always understanding your value when you walk into the audition room. Like, really, the way I see it in this industry, we're all storytellers, right? And they need us to tell their stories as much as we need them. Mm. Um, and... One of the things I'm learning more as I mature in, in this industry is that when you um, understand your value when you walk into that room, that energy is respected a lot more. And not only does it help with you dealing with like not getting jobs because you know, mm. you're like, okay, I know, I know what I am, I know what I could bring to this story, it wasn't for me, that's why I've mm. not gotten it. But also, like, casting directors respect that energy a lot more, mm. I've found. <clears throat> um, you know, you have to obviously be grateful for your opportunities and don't just throw them away or take them for granted or anything like that. But at the same time, when you know, like, that you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you, yeah. it just shifts the whole dynamic a lot. And, and I find, even when you audition and you don't get jobs, you can get a lot more out of that experience and, and out of meeting those people as well. 
in terms of you know what well, it is an art form in itself absolutely it's a proper um, game isn't it yeah. like, it really it is a bit of a game yeah presenting there's acting there's more than turning singing. up and just doing mm -hmm. the scripts yeah. there's so much more that you've got to do within there mm -hmm. to for it to work i think there's a lot more that goes into it than maybe uh you expect initially but i think in terms of rejection as well i i think it's really important to, well i've always just been like oh well I didn't take it personally at all. Like, I didn't think, oh, well, what I did was wrong. I was like, well, what I did was my interpretation. Yeah. They, they didn't like mine. Yeah. Well, or, you know, that wasn't for them. That's all right. Somebody else will like it. Yeah. Like, and I think yeah. you kind of totally. got to think yourself, um, just because what you're displaying, you know, those three people weren't, you know, a massive fan of. There's another three people on a couch somewhere else that Thinking are you're great. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, and like, my, my dad always says this thing to me where, it, you know, I'll ring and go, oh, I've just had, you know, this demo or this audition, whatever it might be, um, for presenting. And I go, oh, but I don't know if I'm going to get it. And dad always goes, yeah, but you're in the running. Yeah. Like, yeah. you need to remember how lucky you are just to be going to an audition. Mm, yeah. That's the bit you should be really, really proud of. Whether you get it or not, like you said, it's anyone's game. Well, it might them, be the mood it? of someone, whatever. But the point is, you're in the running. You're being considered. And that's the bit that's really, really important. So, right, uh, we're gonna, I'm sure you guys have much better questions than I do. <laughs> so we're going to kind of open this out to our audience now. Let's come over here. What's your question? So um, does acting help you in any way? Because like, um, I have anxiety, and when I go out, I put on a front and I act. So does it help you in like, any way like that? That's such an interesting yeah. question. What would you guys say? I'm thinking from a personal point of view, so being small in the world, uh, you're often overlooked in busy areas, you know, sort of you're ducking and diving, getting round, and especially at school, you know, you're small, uh, kids are chatting and having their conversation up here. So growing up, naturally, you become larger than life. You know, you, you adopt a bigger personality than you might normally have, just to be heard, just to be seen. You're making people laugh, to be noticed and to put them at ease as well. Because often, if you, ever, if you ever get looked at or you get sort of an odd comment, it's because they're nervous as much as you. Yeah. So you put them at ease by making them laugh. Mm. And, and then do that, to be honest. That, I started that at school. It's what my mum and dad taught me. Then made my school life, school life a hundred times better. And then actually sort of fed <coughs> into what I do today. So very much so, acting for me, has helped me in, in so many ways that I didn't even realise was going on at the time. And it's only now I look back, I'm like, oh, wow. And then I still use it today. So I'll be on the train, on the tube, and you might sort of get, look, so you sort of, you have this persona that you step into, if need be. Um, so, yeah, it's great, honestly. And if, if any kids sort of find that useful at school to use it, use it. I mean, it, it's amazing. It'll yeah. just grow and grow. Yeah, I mean, acting's... Um definitely helped me with my self-esteem and confidence. Um, people thought I was quite a confident person anyway, which I kind of am, which is, you know, but um, that's just how it is. Um, but um, I'm, I'm, I was always kind of self-conscious, like really self-conscious about just how I fidget or like how I am, um, which you shouldn't be, you know, you should be comfortable in your own skin and everything. And um, like acting as like other people and like trying to step into other people's experiences that can relate to people. Um, has definitely helped me with my self-esteem because it's sort of like you kind of get to experience how different everyone is in a way. And as a job, it's amazing. So acting's definitely helped me with my self-esteem. How, how old are you? I'm 13. For what it's worth, I think you're really brave to sit here and say, I've got anxiety. Yeah, mm. that, that's a really Thank brave you. thing to do. 
I thought um, I should also say as well, you're absolutely not on your own. And I think it's worth remembering that, you know, I stand and do live telly every week and look all confident. And these guys yeah. go and play parts and play characters and sign autographs and have selfies and whatever. But I have anxiety too. And I think that's something that loads of people in this industry and just out in the world mm. have. And that's yeah. okay. Own it. Be you. And if you need to be a little version of yourself, like Annabelle says, and just kind of put on this little front, yeah. go for it. Do whatever you. helps you, makes you feel confident. But yeah, well done for admitting that, because uh, that can you. be really scary, can't it? Um, do we have any more questions? Hello, down at the front here. Lisa's going to get so fit. You're getting your steps in. <laughs> this is, she's going to work. She's coming. OK, have a break. <laughs> Hi, I'm part of LYT, which is an amazing company, which is for like youth who are interested in acting or technical stuff behind the stage. And I was going to ask, would you say that acting companies or like workshops really benefit towards your acting career or getting one in the first place? Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll answer it. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. I mean, television workshops in Nottingham, and their main thing when they started was kind of it was for kids that, because um, I think a lot of the time people assume child actors, they're all kind of, you know, they're going to places with money and they can afford different. And the whole premise of the television workshop was that it was working class kids and that it was kids who actually just had like a bit of a bit of a talent for it, a bit of a flair they auditioned to get in. Mm. They were good. That was, the whole point was that. And I think they're really, really important. And I think it does, it teaches you, like how, how often on set will I be like, oh yeah, well we did this at workshop mm. one time. And I think it's like getting an education. Like mm. as much as you can do an apprenticeship and do it on the job, I think it's always really, really important to do an, edu like, do an education and, and, and learn more of the, the craft on what you're doing. Mm. But yeah, I think they're really important. I think they're amazing. And people yeah. who run them are, are incredible. Like, like putting all that time in to teach somebody else to be amazing. I think it's incredible. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> who do you look up to? Mm. All of us? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good question. I look up to my dad yeah. and my mum a lot. My um, I think that's quite a, an important one. My dad. That's so nice. I was going to say Julie Walters. <laughs> Your mum and dad are here. Hey, my mum and dad I think we all nice. look up to Julie Walters. No, she's um, my highest Trevor's level. also a great Yeah, guy. also my mum and dad, they're cool, but Julie Walters. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you guys look up to? Um, kind of changes, doesn't it, throughout the yeah. throughout the years? Yeah. Your influences. I think, I think right now I look up to a lot of my family. You know, yeah. my parents, my I sister. I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Your family <laughs> here as well. No, Mum and Dad are front row. Couldn't even shout them out. Sorry, Had to guys. Shout out Julie Walters. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same. Yeah, but yeah, Mum and Dad. Um, they they seem to be doing life pretty well. So I'd like to oh, I'm do life like they're doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as Kia. Um, I love you guys. I love you so much. I'm so grateful. You're all There's inspirations to me. But um, I look up to quite a lot of rappers, like Logic and Nas and Tupac. Not the best influence, but um, I look up to them because um, of like the way that they get through struggles. And it's very inspiring to me. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think it's changing all the time. Obviously, on Blue Peter, we give out gold badges to people that um, have kind of gone above and beyond or 
represented their country or themselves in a, in a pretty amazing way. And I realised recently that all the gold badges that I'd given out on Blue Peter were to men. And they're amazing men, like Steven Spielberg and Ed Sheeran and Tim Peake for his um, mission to space. And then I suddenly stopped and was like, God, I've actually not given out many badges to many amazing women. So now I'm on a real... This year is going to be the year that we give out badges to people, hopefully, um, like Greta... Thunberg or Malala or Michelle Obama and people. Those, those Julie Walters. Maybe Julie Walters. <laughs> she might. She might make the cut. How relevant she is for our audience. But yeah, so I, I look up to uh, either my family or just really strong, influential, powerful women who are making a change and using their voice. Yeah. Great question though. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> We've got a What's your favourite part in acting? Me, I'm not an actor. I'll pass over <laughs> the actor. I'm just me. <laughs> um, for me, my favourite part about acting... What's it like when you first get the script? Oh, Is that oh, exciting? Very. Is yeah. it? I think, yeah, I think the script's a good place to start because it's just the opportunity <laughs> to tell stories. I think stories are, like, some of the most powerful things we have, whether it's in a book, whether it's on a screen, whether it's on a stage, whether it's in a song. Uh, you know, just knowing that you're part of that is is really, really cool. I think that's great. And also, like, I kind of like the... I mean, this is kind of problematic, but I kind of like the idea that we're sort of um, glorified dress-up fanatics. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> it's going to make me sound very unlikable, but I love a round of applause. Thank <laughs> 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 you. Yeah. Yeah. like a very egotistical person, but there is something very satisfying I was going to say, um, you get a lot of free food yes. when you work yeah. in film We're really TV. Well. It's a lot of good catering. Get good Not in telly, in telly you just get a lot of yeah. coffee. People are always asking, do you want something to eat? There's something always. called called craft, yeah? yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. It, the myth is all that, that you're going to. And they open the doors, and I mean, I'm not pinning you. It's like a TARDIS. It, 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 it. Yeah. And they, you've got everything you can ever want. And they just say... You have yeah. buses sometimes, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I've been on this, like, bus of food, and, and I we... thought this was a made-up thing. It exists. Yeah. We don't get this in TV, but if you're an actor, you get to get on this bus you and eat food. <laughs> I was like, this is the... I need to be an actor. In the wild. What, like, just one other thing that I absolutely love is um, sometimes you do a take, and you finish it, and you get this mad, like, adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And it's the most satisfying feeling in the world, where you just have, yeah. And we have a little system. Me and Annabelle have, like, a little sign language system going on, because with so many kids, we're in constant trouble for talking on our set. So we've got our own thing going on. Mm -hmm. So if we think that it was, like, a, like, wow, that was a good take. We didn't think. So that's nailed it. Yeah. We also have, if it was a good take but it was funny, so we're not being serious, we're like, well, hey. <laughs> and then if it was, like, another level, then you, like, have to throw the ball. I'm like, not very good at pulling it. that one off. Um, no, you can do that. It's kind of no, 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 to get but the I'm ball. not. I just do it anyway. No, you're good at it. I mean, no, that's, good at that's it. if it was, like, next level, that is the best thing I've seen you do all year. So we <laughs> right. don't do that one You don't get that one out a lot. No, no. that's just, that's a special occasion. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, got one right, right in the back. Hey. Hello. Um, my name's Jodie. I'm from. I'm an agent from Quirky Kids. We have a lot of clients in the room today, so I was just. Everyone turned around. Then they were like, "Hang <laughs> on, um, there's an your, agent in the room." <laughs> what are your top tips for um, children and young performers going into the audition room? Own it. Yeah. That room is yours, not theirs. Don't do any sorries. Like, if you make a mistake, like, fair enough. Say, oh, sorry. 
but don't do a whole lot. I am so sorry because yeah. they don't like that. Like you've got to be, even if you make a mistake, you're like, oh, sorry, I'll just have another go at that. Like um, mm. I think confidence is probably the most important. I think if you go in not fully confident, never. I well, when I've gone in not fully confident, it has never worked out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to go in at a level of confidence I don't actually have. Like uh, Khalil, would you say another one is kind of taking your time as well? I think it's worth remembering that, like, you've, you've got time in there. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's, because of... There's a tendency you know, to rush a bit. Yeah, nerves can make you just rush through everything. Yeah. And then mm. it can be over before you know it's even begun. Breathe, take your time, um, and just relax. Again, like, focus on what you can do for them in that moment. Like, try and focus mm. on yourself instead of, oh, my like, gosh, I'm in this be, room. Don't be sorry that you're there. Like, Absolutely. Don't, like, be so, don't walk in and be thinking, oh, I'm out of place here. Like, I, yeah, man. You know, this isn't for me. You're Just in that in room like, for a I'm reason. Here. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, as like you're the, the main event of their day. Yeah. Like, like, the best advice I've been given was to, like, because I get really nervous really quickly, so it's, like, to sort of turn that nervous energy into excitement. Yeah. And yes. just enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the Because there's good nerves and there's bad nerves. Yeah. Like, it's good. To, there's, there's a level of nerves that's good because it makes you kind of a bit sharper, a bit more on edge. Mm. Yeah. Then, then it goes too far and then you just ruin it for yourself. But also, like, with bad nerves, you can learn how to turn them into yeah. good nerves. Yeah. That's yeah. a very important It's important skill to well. kind of, if you feel nervous, think about, right, you know, because sometimes I'll know, I think, oh, this is too much. I need to kind of like shift it the other way. So I think it's important it. to learn yourself because you know. I th do you get this way? You know if you're going to make a mistake. Like, just before yeah. a take, I'll know. I'll be like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then it won't. And I don't know if it's because I think it or... Oh, you, yeah, yeah, I, I get I that, I think yeah. so it's important when you get there to kind of... You have to learn about yourself what makes you work and what doesn't because you learn that eventually. Yeah, and, like, speak it all into existence, man. If you feel terrible before the audition, if you're nervous, be like, yo, I'm going to smash this, yeah. I'm going to smash yeah. this. Yeah. And it'll go better than you could have imagined. Miles is like. a big... Miles, Miles Butler-Hutney plays Tyler is the... Biggest believer in that, like yeah. he and it, he preaches Put good thoughts out yeah, of the universe. Yeah, the universe. Yeah. 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 And he's been preaching it since he was about eleven. He'd yeah. be like eleven, like, listen, guys, just what we've got to do here is we've got to put it into the universe. It's gonna go well. Like he's my favourite person for that. Mine is just always go to the toilet beforehand because <laughs> yeah. that really yeah, chills that me out. I won't, I won't <laughs> go into that. Um, we've got another question. Hello, sir. Hi. Uh, if you couldn't be an actor, what would you be? That's a good one. Let's go down the line yeah. for this. If I wasn't an actor, what would I be? Hopefully a rapper, because I like rapping. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like rap music. So, yeah, or a musician of any sort. I'd love to be in an orchestra and I'd love to be in a rock band. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I could well see you doing that. <laughs> I can see yeah. it. I can yeah. see it. Let's um, Kia, what about you? Uh, they're very different things. I'd either want, I'd want to be an author, but then sometimes I've got horses and I just think, oh, I'd like to have a farm. Why don't you write a book about a farm? Yeah, that'd work. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, go on, Annabelle. Well, it's important to always have a sideline thing going on if you're going to pursue acting, because it doesn't always work out. So I'm an artist. Oh, there's well. quiet times as well. well uh, yeah, exactly. Even the most successful still can go a few months mm. without. And you've got to keep yourself ticking. So I have, uh, I, <laughs> I tape and I draw, and I have a little bit of Can I say, Annabelle already is an artist. That's not an aspiring thing. Honestly, our goop, she I is insane. Like, she's got this new series at the minute about drawing hands, and it's incredible. So Thank she's going to say all this about, oh, and I'd like to be an artist. She already is an artist, <laughs> and it's incredible. It Thank is good to have little Thank side projects. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. What about you, sir? Um, I definitely, I think I'd want to be a musician. That's, mm. that's one of my heart's primary passions. Um, so much so, like, I love music so much that I strip any form of ego from it, like... 
you know, after the four o'clock club became a huge show, I still played the triangle in my school orchestra for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how much I love Every it. Every orchestra needs one. Yeah. It's a difficult skill. <laughs> and mine would be, I'd be a pilot, I think. A that, pilot? That's, that's so a dream that I'm still, because I've got pilot's license. Have it's you? a dream that I'm wow. still trying to get, wow, so get towards. Yeah. Amazing. So can you yeah. fly that? Like, no, I can fly hot air balloons. I'm not allowed near plane Sorry, yet. Can what? Can you, fly yet. you can fly hot air balloons. I've always wanted to go in one. Yeah. I don't know if you would with me. Can you sort it? I'm not. I would. <laughs> I will take you in one though. That's so yeah. impressive. We'll go on a group trip. That's how I got here today. How did you learn? No. It's landing at Bath. <laughs> um, right. We've got Sick. more. We've got more. Hi. Hey. Um, if you guys could go back in time and give your younger selves just one piece of advice that you felt would really push you forward and help you, what would that be? Learn about taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is such a good one. Learn Very about taxes. Good. Do you younger kids, do you know what taxes are yet? Oh, you will. <laughs> oh, you will. You only get that wrong once, don't you? Yep. Stings. Uh, that's a really good one. Yeah, they don't tell you about that in school or anything. So. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's the best answer to that question I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's so I'm, quick. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Taxes. Yeah, yeah. I ain't popping that. Like, enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah, we'll sort of, you won't know where it's going to take you, but just have, grab every opportunity with both hands. Uh, the social aspect of school is not that important in the long run. I put so much emphasis, because I was rubbish at it, but the social bit of school, whew, terrible, very, very, very bad at it. And uh, that seemed like such a big problem. Yeah, like parties and being parties, cool just, and yeah, the, being just in talking the right to gang. people. I like the library by myself. I was a big fan of that. And uh, I just put a lot of emphasis on I've got to be better at that. And it was not that important at all. I think I, I say that. I was about 14 and I decided, oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, for me, I think, like, um, I've grown up a lot since year seven, I think, and I'm in year eight. But um, in year seven, oh, yeah, so I've, I've grown up so much. Anyway, but yeah, so in year seven, um, in year seven, it was all like because I missed like the first few weeks of year seven filming filming Kater, and um, so I missed like the settling stage where everyone that got into the group so and everyone hard. became mates. So I was just kind of like. Hi everybody. Um, sort of, and I felt like I needed to put on this front of yeah, I'm dead confident. I'm like dead out there. Um, yeah, I have so many mates, sort of thing. Um, but like, I I kind of learnt that just to be comfortable with who you're comfortable with. Like, find your group of friends that have got your back that will support you, and just sort of like, yeah, chill with them, and um, yeah, just be more com comfortable in your own skin. Um, social media is very much a part of our lives now and how do you cope with the ne negative and positive feedback? Ooh, very good question. Um, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I've been very fortunate in the response I've got has been really nice actually because obviously I'm short and I do talk a little bit different because I had a cleft palate when I was younger. So when I initially came on screen, I was expecting to have a few questions and things but you know what, the kids were lovely and you know, my, my Instagram, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and they're all, I get some really, really lovely comments. And if kids are ever curious, you know, I just answer them and sort of, yes, honestly, because at the end of the day, they, I would rather them learn in the best way, and then when the next time when they see someone different, then they sort of, they, they have that in their mind, rather than a negative experience. Because it's easy just to sort of take it badly and sort of lash out, but 
if you just answer it really nicely and honestly, uh, it can make the world a different in that person's life. And then whoever they go on to chat to as well. We just kind of also, I mean, I don't know, is this advisable? I suppose so. We, um, at work, there's so many of us and, you know, there's so many things that kind of get said. But it's got to a point now where somebody will come in and they'll be kind of a bit down, like, oh, someone said this. And mm. then we'll be like, oh, you'll never believe what got said to it. And then it becomes less of like, oh, can you believe this got said? And more of, I've got something worse than that. Mm. I've got someone said something yeah. worse. And then it becomes more of like a battle for who's been critiqued the most. <laughs> and it just becomes a bit of a laugh. Like, and I think we've all kind of got into that mindset now on dumping around of, mm. This will be a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'd say I, I actually ignore it all, yeah. good yeah. or bad. Yeah. Because there's for every single person that leaves a comment going, You're amazing, there's uh, someone yeah. who leaves a, a not very nice comment. And I just think if if someone said you're amazing and then you walked around town like, I am amazing, <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. Um, and equally if someone went, gosh, you are awful, and then you walked around town going, Oh, I, I hate myself now, yeah. that would be stupid too. So I think it's about finding that balance and going. It's nice when they're nice. It's not nice when they're not nice. Ignore both yeah. and just like do really. you. Yeah, yeah so, I feel like and, yeah. um, it's a matter of like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get yeah. I feel like it's a matter of being like I'm grateful for the fans and I'm grateful for people who think I did a good job and I'm grateful for the people who like politely critique me so that I can do better. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't mind if people stop being mean to me. I think it's sort of that sort of um, area. I think so. after a bit you just become a bit like. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And the, the really cool thing about our position as well is, you know, you have the opportunity to... Because most of the negative comments that come from social media, I find, come from a place of ignorance, right? Yeah. Mm. So people in our position, we have the opportunity to actually inform people mm -hmm. and help them with stuff like that. Um, obviously, though, it can get a bit consuming. So personally, for me, like, a huge part of, like, my life balance and my, like, mental health and my well-being... It's like every few months just taking a break from social media for like a few weeks or maybe a month or so. Um, and then I do that when I go on holiday, yeah. which I am next yeah. Saturday. <clears throat> um, I going? do this thing where I just do, um, me and my best mate go, and we just do no phones until the evening. And it's mm. the nicest thing, like, as you say, just kind of switching off from it. Yeah, and I don't right. think you have to punish yourself from going on it, but it's also about just keeping perspective. Mm. If, if your mum tells you you've done an awful job or you're not a great person, Take that seriously. But if, <laughs> if like, Jake R1234 says it, who cares? <laughs> I'm watching you, Jake R. <laughs> he's not here. Um, <laughs> he's not a real guy. Have we got, are we on our last one? Mine. Oh, it's on here. Have oh, you goodness. got another question? Oh, Hang on, oh. yes. Um, right, can you each sum up one thing, or what it mainly is, that you love, love, love about acting? It's got to be one thing. It's going to be hard. It is hard, isn't it? Because really we've hard. spoken about it a lot this afternoon. Yeah. Chloe? The people. It's mainly the people. Because yeah. um, everyone's there to do a job. Everyone knows what they're doing. Every, I mean, they pretend they know what they're doing. Mm. But um, <laughs> everyone... Everyone's pretending yeah, they know true. what they're doing. Yeah, doing. I mean, <laughs> it's acting, so everyone is good at pretending. I mean, they're supposed to be. Um, but, um, <laughs> Doesn't mean everyone is. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's I love the people and, like, how everyone's very... I mean, everything I've experienced working, everyone's very um, supportive. And um, they realise that you're kind of there to do a job and at the same time you can goof about a bit and it's all dead fun. Also that it's like what I want to do. So um, I find it very fun and very um, just great. And I, like, rewarding. Really grateful. Yeah. yeah, it's really rewarding. Yeah. Kia? Uh, 
I feel like we're all going to agree with each other. So if we all say a different aspect, then but it's basically one answer. So I'm going to go back to my earlier thing of applause. I like people going, that was good, thanks. Yeah. I also like the opposite. I like, I like people, I, like, I actually really enjoy when like, a director come over and say, not that it was bad, because directors rarely do, but they say, and teach you how to do it another way or better or... So it's that learning aspect yeah, that really you really enjoy. enjoy. I really yeah. enjoy the kind of like education of it. I love learning different kind of... Because you're learning all and the different time. techniques and different like, like just tight, like little things. Like I, I actually really enjoy being like, oh, brilliant, that's great. Like I, yeah. I actually very much enjoy the learning and then the clapping that comes after you've learned. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Annabelle? I think I'm going to sort of say, again, what Chloe said, it's the people you meet. Um, it, it's been incredible because it's, it's a very lonely industry in the sense that you're sort of moving from job to job. But those friendships that you make within those jobs are some of the strongest bonds that you'll you'll ever make, and it is, it's incredible. And then it's yeah, <laughs> and, it, and then it's also that feeling of escapism. I can't quite put yeah. my finger on it, but sometimes you're sort of you go into character. You get and so lost, and it's incredible. And, and and then you come out, and it's just yeah, it's really it's a really satisfying thing, and it's something that you're sort of you might stumble across, and then when you hit that, you're like, ah, oh, I get it now. So yeah. It's, it's all of it. Mm. For me, I think uh, the opportunity to inspire people is like one of the most, uh, one of the things that I think is just like a huge honor uh, as part of our job. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say that's my favorite part. Amazing. Uh, well, that's, we've kind of run out of time for this afternoon. I know. I want 